everybody. Hey, welcome, welcome to, to the Texans take. take. All right, we are back. So there's apparently been some things going on over y'all Californians like like it must be just like daily interesting things happening. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen I'm like at first I could go I, I was actually reading the article. Well, like I read the headline and I was going I must know where this happened because there's only like a couple places that I can think of that an article that like this, a headline like this would go. Yep. Definitely there. Uh, and I honestly, I was thinking it could happen in like Southern Texas. Sure. Arizona. I suppose it could technically happen. I mean, we, I don't know. Do we have mountain lions around here? Well, I mean, in Texas we do in Texas. Oh, yeah. Well, that's sure. what I'm saying. I could see it happening in Texas. Yeah. I could see it happening in, uh, in like Arizona uh-huh. and California. And so, <clears throat> anyway, this is not the article that I first found. I had to find another one because it wouldn't let me read it. But this article, I think, is actually probably this headline's a little funnier. It says, Janitor Corrals Mountain Lion in Northern California Classroom. Epic. <sighs> I think I saw one where it says, Is this show a, and tell? A mountain lion got detention. I mean, I've seen some headlines. That's so, hilarious. <clears throat> this comes from Pescadero, California. It says, A quick-thinking custodian safely confined a curious cougar in an empty classroom after, an, after it entered a Northern California high school Wednesday morning, authorities said. The custodian was opening the Pescadero High School for the day when the juvenile mountain lion was spotted, said Detective Javier Acosta, when, with the San Mateo. County Sheriff's Mateo. Mateo County Sheriff's Office. So no student or teachers were on campus at this time, Acosta Aww. said. I know, right? That would have been that would have made things more interesting. That would have made like, things a lot. You got to corral be a different headline. You got to corral the cat and the kids. Um, and if it was people like me, I'd just be chasing the cat. But we'll, we'll I would too. I yeah, I know. There's just... a freaking mountain lion on at my desk. I want to meet him. <laughs> Let me pet it. Every boy ever. Um, to the mountain lion, casually... Uh, this article, though, it kills me. The, the mountain lion casually walked through campus and decided to go into an English classroom. I guess he, it wasn't his first language. Uh, the, <laughs> the custodian acted quickly and managed to shut the door behind it. Acosta said the animal estimated to be about 40 pounds appeared lost and scared. Well, he couldn't read any of the signs, dadgummit. I mean, I think I'd be scared, too. Um, the sheriff's office said the mountain lion was safely removed from the California by California Department of Fish and Wildlife. What I think is hilarious is the, the at some point, the detective had a conversation and went, nah, this this is not nah. us. Yeah, nah, nah, this nah. Is, this is definitely someone else. I'm not doing it. And that's when they called in Fish and Wildlife. <laughs> Because at some point the jurisdiction changed. Like they were just like, "Nah, bro, I'm I'm not I'm not doing it." Um, you, this you, is above my pay this grade. Is above my way pay above grade. my pay grade. Um, convicts, not cats. Okay, convicts, that's right. Not cats. That's right. Anyway, uh, and says the mountain lion was believed to be male. Believed to be. How do they not know? It's easy <laughs> enough to find out. <laughs> I guess they have multiple genders too. <clears throat> so around. Four to six months old, uh, it will be transported to the Oakland Zoo for for a health assessment. Wow, that's an article, guys. I um, oh. I can honestly say I've never heard this before. That's uh, crazy. That's a that, that's just yeah. You know, I mean, stuff happens, but wow. Yeah, wow. That's, can you just uh... can you just imagine like imagine the the teachers. When they got the phone call going, yeah, you know, class is going to get delayed. And they're going, well, we know it didn't snow. What happened? You know, and then and then it comes down to, well, there was a, a mountain. There was a mountain lion in your classroom. And every one of those teachers is probably like, yeah, I'm out. I think yeah. I'm just going back to bed. Y'all call me tomorrow or like next week. I'd be like, this is the one day that I might actually enjoy going to work. <laughs> yeah. See, for me, it'd be totally different. But I can see like. Every every teacher just being a little a little miffed and not wanting to, yeah, to mess with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I had a um, I had a manager recently. I, I guess we had we had a store um, 
well, we did have a store. We had a snake in a, in one of our stores, right? Yeah. And our general manager, <clears throat> I didn't know she has was like so afraid, but apparently she's very afraid of snakes. Really? And she spent the remainder of the day standing on a chair doing her work at her computer. Why? Because she didn't want the steak to get her. Okay. Yeah. And where was this snake seen? In the building. Then they couldn't find it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they saw it and then didn't see it. And she was like, nope. I'm yeah. Out. I'm out on that. Okay. Uh, which just All right. made, me, made me laugh a little bit. You know, hey, whatever. Whatever. Nah. You I would personally enjoy, like, I, I would be that one goofball that would like to play with the cat. Yes, and see, I, I don't like cats. I'm not a cat person. I I kind of think but a mountain cats, lion is different. It's different. It's like I want to pet that cat, right? I want I don't want to pet your little fluff ball. I want to pet the real cat, the manly cat, the man cat. Allegedly, allegedly, he was a man cat. We don't. The, the jury's still out on that. Yeah. Well, the cat hasn't decided for himself. But you know what? The jury's himself, not still out uh, on what. The Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. I thought that no, they're not. They're not. They're not. Yeah, they 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 closed that up and uh, in I favor f- of Johnny Depp. Kind of. It? Yeah, they still they kind of split it sixty forty. Did they? Uh, yeah. They neither one of them got the amount that they wanted, but but they both Johnny Depp's getting like ten mil, right? Something like that. Yeah, I think it's like a total of fifteen mil. <laughs> um, while she's getting two million from him, and here's wait a the- minute, hold on. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm 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 going there. They they basically said that they both were at fault for some degree of damages. However, uh, the damages to one was the well-established Johnny Depp far outweighed the not so well-known herd. Not so and not so well heard. The yeah yeah, and then there is the fact that what she did far outweighed what he did which i mean other than screaming and calling i mean he he's very colorful with his language other than being like very colorful in his insults and and being very profane at times yeah at least there was no evidence that he ever hit anyone ever um including her and then there's literally her on recording saying i hit you and I'm happy I hit you. I, it's too bad I didn't like hit you with a real hit or something like that. And so you, you have that. And you have the countless evidence that she, you know, was very violent in nature. Um, you have people that worked with her. Her own personal assistant quit and hated her and testified. That was, I enjoyed that testimony. Yeah. Um, so it's one of those things that, that there's like, it's far outweighs the other. But it is interesting that went on very, very long, <clears throat> very, very long, a lot and, longer than it should have, you know, because he initially sued a UK publication company who first published something about that uh-huh. and he lost over in the UK. Now, this wasn't Amber versus Johnny. This was Johnny versus the Post or whatever the article publication was. Yeah. And Amber was only a witness on that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so in this one where it was an outright lawsuit. Um, they purposefully did it in, in Virginia so that it would be televised. Uh-huh. Um, and another reason is, is Virginia, is all Virginia stuff televised? There is, uh, I, I forget there. Most of it, most okay. of it is, but any of their, um, any of their televised case in criminal or civil court, uh, they automatically have a, like a, a policy of. They put all of the uh, exhibits and everything online immediately huh. for everyone to see. That's interesting. So the whole world was getting to see what, what the juries were getting to see and making yeah. their own decision, which is very interesting. That is interesting. But the other reason they did it is because he was also, <clears throat> along with Heard, he was suing the Washington Post. Well, the Washington Post keeps their servers in Virginia. So if mm. he wanted to legally subpoena their servers then he would have to be in in a Virginia courtroom. Right. Uh, a lot of confusion was over that because they both heard and, and Depp technically live in California. Uh-huh. But so the whole trial happened in Virginia. Okay. So, yeah. But... That's odd. Yeah, it, it was it was really odd altogether. Um, 
And it was interesting to see the dynamic there and the things that did and didn't happen or said happen. But what I think probably like, you know, you know, when you've won, when you just don't care. Yeah. Like he literally left the courtroom, got on a, like while the jury is starting deliberations, he gets on a plane, flies to London to play a guitar on a stage with Jeff Beck. Like no care. Just like, I'm going to go do my thing now. Peace out. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. Like, yeah. That was interesting. But uh, I can say there's a lot of evil in that situation from both sides. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think Johnny Depp is the greatest human being alive. I do not think he deserved all of what he got. Yeah. That's that's my argument. Because I think, you know, he was definitely a stand-up guy, it appears, in not being violent. All of his girlfriends, like literally every one of them said he would rather like go cry in a car than get into a physical fight or an argument. Mm -hmm. Every one of his girlfriends, Winona Ryder, et cetera, like all of them, like he just doesn't do confrontation at all. Yeah. So none of this makes sense. And then you have one person going, yeah, he hit me and threw me and. We believe you, Woody. I mean, the only the only video evidence of him getting slightly violent is when, <laughs> as the as the attorney, no, no, I think he said it to the attorneys because he like got a little aggravated when he was like trying to find his wine glass, uh -huh. and he was like smacking cabinets around, and they were trying to impeach him on the stand, right? So they were going, yeah, you know, you you were violent there, and he goes, mm, I believe I assaulted a couple of cabinets, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's it. Is that the yeah, best yeah. you have? Like, I, I literally assaulted a couple cabinets. Now you had mentioned you had mentioned um, that he's getting 15 mil and she's getting two mil, which means he's getting 13 mil. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, but you also got to think in, in retrospect, it's not a lot according to what the case originally started as. Oh, because it was a 50 million lawsuit from him. He sued her for $50 million, and then she sued him for $100 million. Well, dang. Because of something his attorney said, the his original attorney who got fired right after saying it. Uh-huh. I mean, it didn't even have anything to do with, with Johnny. But yeah, no. So it, it was it was all together. Huh. The whole lawsuit was worth $150 million. They both got cheated. <laughs> JK. I mean, Depp's legal team was fantastic. Probably one of the best like legal teams I've seen. Uh, it was it was very well done. Amber's team, I'm pretty sure they found them in a back alley somewhere because they were they were not they were not even slightly up to snuff. I mean, I would be embarrassed as a paralegal acting the way they did in the courtroom. Mm -hmm. It would just it was it was horrible. Yeah. They were disorganized. They didn't know what exhibits went where. Whenever they asked questions, they didn't actually know what questions they objected to themselves. There was actually a time impressive. Where, where the impressive. Yes, they there was actually a moment where they had somebody on the stand and he and the the attorney asked him the question and he was answering it. And the attorney asking the question went objection hearsay. And the judge was like, but it's your question. Huh. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Continue. Wow. What? Like, this is the type of legal team she had. And you're going, you expected to win. But then she released a PR comment that said something along the lines of, well, this is why no one can speak up. And I don't have free speech even in America. And, you know, I was only trying to be a voice for women who have been abused like me. I'm going, come on. So you're doing, First, this, you're doing this for women and not yourself? I don't believe that. Yeah. Considering, like, you didn't. Donating any like, of your money that you I want a hundred million to. dollars. Yeah, I'm doing this for women. That's so sad. But it's yeah, just right. that is a good example of sin in this world. Yeah, which is a good opening into our subject for the day. Yes, yes, it is. So how was that worded? Because you have it in front of you. Do you have it? Do you have it in? I I have it. I have it in text. I write them down, and then I forget exactly how they're worded. If I'm not mistaken. It's uh, why does God allow bad things to happen? Is some yeah? I, I think I think that might be it. Why does? Yeah. What? Why does God let bad things happen? So we're going to talk about hey. that here in just a minute. We're going to take one of those obscene profit breaks, and we'll be right back. Yeah.
are of the backity back. Yes, we are. So, so we got a question today. It's quite a topic. Oh yeah, it's a huge topic. And we will not have nearly enough time to discuss it. I don't think we're going to turn it into a two-part series or anything like that. We're going to try to do the best we can today, but still a big topic. And I think it's one that a lot of people, honestly, you know, this is this is a question. This is a question that everyone asks at some point. Uh, Christians and non-Christians. Um, it is more often a. It's more often an argument I find for people who want to denounce the sovereignty of God. They use it yeah. as an argument to, well, if he knows all of this and he's all powerful, then why does he let this happen? Right. Okay. Well, that's that's usually in the context that I hear it. I mean, I've also asked it to like, why why did you let this happen? Like this makes this makes no sense. Yeah. Um that's a good question there. Just the way you worded it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, I've I've thought that before. Yeah, but when you step back, you know, because that's always in the moment. That's mm-hmm. never like stepping back and looking at okay, there, you know, it's got to be a plan here. Because that's usually like my retreat question. Like, yeah. okay, yeah. that doesn't make sense, and then you know, logic kicks in and goes, okay, well, let's see, that there has to be like a rhyme or reason to this. And so then I start looking at a bigger picture, which inevitably gets me to a point of, I kind of think I see what's happening, and then I can calm right, down. Right. Um. Like, I mean, my divorce, for example, that was like a bad thing that happened. Right. And then but through that, you know, I've I've gained so much. So the gain on the other end, you know, with my spiritual growth, my faith, my family, all of that, it became a larger um, it became a larger pro than a con. And so and so coming through and seeing it on the other end, I can look back and go, wow, I see I see why that bad thing had to happen because let's face it, I wouldn't be who I am today if that one bad thing, which I thought was the end of the world, hadn't have happened. I, I would not be who we know today. I wouldn't be. I'd be probably a very bitter, resentful person instead of who I am today, just because that's kind of the path I was heading out anyway. Yeah. But, you know, so you, you have to, I, I try to look at it like that. Like, let's, let's see, let's see what actually is causing or what the actual rhyme or reason to this is. And I think, I don't know, I feel like you're looking something up actively. I am, I'm actively looking things up. That's that's what I thought. So I, I think a lot of the, the base of this, you know, um, free will, that was my argument earlier. That's what yes, I was going to yes, say. It was an, it's an argument for free will. Yes. <clears throat> and I look at it this way. I, th- I truly believe Adam and Eve were the last people to have free will. They they messed that one up for us all, actually. Yeah. And so it really, in my opinion, it, it really comes directly out of the original sin, the yeah. fall of man. Yep. Um, just like death is not supposed to happen, but now that it does, we just kind of have... I mean, that's a bad thing. That wasn't yeah. a re- it wasn't in the original cards. It wasn't. Um, yeah. And so now that it does happen, because that was part of the fall of sin, that is a bad thing. Now... That's a punishment. So is that really something that we can look at? Well, God could technically keep us from dying, but we also could have technically not sinned. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the flip side of the coin, I sin, mean, sin really is the big answer. It and is. I, you know, um, all right, we're done. Not really. it's deeper than that, but it's yeah, no, it's, it's um, the short and sweet answer is sin, but we've got to explain it a lot more than that now, don't we? Yeah, it wouldn't. Uh, it wouldn't be quite fair to leave it like yeah. that. Um, God gives us loads of examples in the Bible of, you know, well, let, let's let's say somebody has a loved one that dies, which, which happens is everyone. all the time. <laughs> I was about to say that's, all the time. That's every one of our and when that happens, me. a lot of people, even Christians, are like, God, why, yeah. why? And oftentimes, is the distinction between somebody in their prime somebody just beginning right and somebody already near death right so well we could take and and then there is there is another another seat to that argument the mm-hmm. unborn mm-hmm. that's a bad thing why does god let that happen right um now again i think that that in in it of itself is kind of a punishment for let us letting it happen yeah 
So there's kind of one of those like nobody wants to talk about this, but it really should be talked about things. Should but, be, yeah. you know, as you were saying. Well, I mean, oftentimes we were just like, you know, OK, well, he didn't even really start. There was you know, yeah, a kid he, with cancer. Yeah. He had his whole life ahead of yeah. him. Why did God give him cancer? OK, uh, there's another topic. Uh, it's somebody who's in their prime. Man, he was just out of college or he was on his way to college. Things are looking good for him. He has a girlfriend, you know, and, you know, things are just looking amazing. He's got his whole life ahead of him. And then he dies. Yeah. Why? Why, God? Why? And then we see another area in life, which is, you know, down well, the road, you know, somebody's 90 years old and they die. And people think a little bit different about that. It's like you lived a full life. You had everything going and, you know, your time has come. But people view that a little bit differently. And with viewing that differently, I think each one of those situations, I I, I myself, like I said, I try to look at what the pros are to this. Like yeah. what, what good can come out of this? Because let's face it, we use fecal matter to um, make our garden grow. Yeah, we do. So out of the crap is going to be something good. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and just, just looking at it at a baseline, that's right. Right. Look at it like that. Something good is coming out of this. Now, something bad had to happen to start that, but um, take as a, a good example of something that I think about every time this, this crosses my table, other than, you know, the, the divorce situation Yeah, is my dad had a heart attack three years ago. Yeah. Or almost three years ago. Mm-hmm. And, Dad and I were okay, like we weren't at each other's throat, but we weren't really close. Yeah. But out of that, we're a lot closer now. Yeah. Now, he didn't die, granted, but a heart attack's a pretty bad thing to happen. Yeah, it's serious. That's why they say serious is a heart attack, you know? You know? <laughs> so I think a lot of times there is a good, but it's always going to be on the flip side, and I don't know that you can ever truly see it in the middle of it. I don't think you can. Just like, you know... um, well, I was going to give an example earlier. Uh, well, no, I wasn't actually, but I was actually having a, a previous conversation um, with my wife, I think. And I just, just an observation, you know, in this world, one thing that people use to describe what happens to somebody a lot is karma, good karma, bad karma. If you do something good to somebody or something, then the universe is going to repay you back with something good. Right. Karma, good karma. You know, I, right. I, um, oh, I don't know. Donated five bucks. I gave, I gave a homeless guy five bucks. You know, that's you know, that's good karma. Good karma. You know, down the road, you know, maybe I'll find a sale at some store and be able to buy the car of my dream. Well, well, maybe I go to the the dealership and find the car of my dreams for, you know. $5,000 when it should have been $10,000. I was 10, about to say, 000. if you say $5, 5 I'm going to start using that as like a, a dead good sale. Like you're getting yeah. $5 yeah. off. Yeah. Um, but if you do bad to somebody, boy, if you kick that little dog over there, then, you know, down the road, karma's going to, you know, whack you in the face. He's going to, you know, something bad's going to come back and happen to you. You know, if you, if you kick that dog over there, then as you're driving down the road, maybe somebody's going to rear end you and you're going to have to spend $10,000 to fix your car. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, good karma and bad karma is the way a lot of people describe what happens to people. You know, they get their comeuppance. Well, the funny thing is, is that God does and doesn't work that way. Yeah. You know, if you look through the scriptures and if you look in the, the daily lives of Christians and people, you can see that um, there's a lot of bad things that happen to people, a lot of bad things. But the thing is, is that usually, not usually, but oftentimes when something bad happens to somebody that we would consider bad, the Bible talks about God. um, Well, if you look at Joseph, what happened to Joseph? Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers. That was bad. So what should happen to his brothers? According to karma, every single one of their stupid butts should be sold into slavery. 
or something worse. You know, maybe they get their leg chopped off by, you know, I don't know, maybe an alligator. Eat, you, liked, I don't know. You, you started to go very Boston with that, and I was waiting on you to continue, and then you didn't. <laughs> Sorry. It's like, I'm going to get in my car. You know? I'm going to get in my car, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to see like I, them. I, I started to hear some Wahlberg coming out, and then it stopped. Right, right. <laughs> Joseph's brothers was coming down. You know, they saw this button to slavery, and I was like, oh, Kama's going to get you guys bad. So they're driving down in the car, and they just, you know, they got they got stolen from or maybe they had to uh, they owe big joe a little bit more you know what i'm talking about and big joe's like hey boys you gotta pay up you gotta anyway um, so now it's a now it's a mob story anyway according to karma joseph's brothers yeah bad, bad stuff coming. happening but what does joseph joseph himself say okay what you meant for evil god meant for that's good. one of the most profound lines in the bible it it's really huge is. and so that's God does not work according to karma. Okay. God works according to, um, well, let's just say his law. And sometimes actually, no, not even because God is long suffering. Mm -hmm. According to karma, if you do something bad to somebody, then it can happen at any that time. volume of bad is going to come back on you sometime. Well, and you also got to think about like but, what the bad that you do. Yeah. You know, it's God also is not extremely quick to to just throw you off the cliff for that. Look at Phil right. Rob, look at Phil Robertson. Look, God Phil is, Robertson was yeah, yeah. there were years of him just throwing God under the bus. Yeah. And so what I was gonna say is God is long suffering. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, that's he where is I was going. Long with that. suffering. And so you, you you can do bad stuff for years and decades or even generations, and God will sit there and be like, I'm not gonna lash out yet. I'm not. But the whole time he's going to be like, follow me. This is my word. Follow me. Mm -hmm. And they keep intruding. They keep stepping on. Oh, Israel, keep... Israel did it for, for yeah, generations. for generations. And eventually God is like, Arguably all right. still doing it today. I have had enough. Now yeah. you will pay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes it's pretty doggone bad. You know, uh, and sometimes it's not what it should be. Like, let's take Elijah on Mount Carmel. Sure. All of those people, not just the prophets, were worshiping Baal. Like, yeah. all of them were. Yeah. Now, he didn't destroy every one of them. He only just he did that to the prophets. Yeah. You know, so there's kind of one of those. He's setting an example for sure. Yeah, he was setting an example. It's like it could be a lot worse. Yeah. You know. But what I was going to say is, you know, God is not tit for tat. Right. You know, he doesn't like, you know, ah, you broke this law over here. I'm going to break your face, you know? The reason is, is because if we did that, if God did that, then we would all be dead because we are impeding on God every second of every day. Not every second, literally. I'm not sure exactly what the volume is. Let's just say that it's a lot because bad thoughts, bad feelings, bad, you know, uh, well, it's just like I said, even bad thoughts mm -hmm. can be counted against us, you know, as far as sin goes. And so, yeah, we're in this constant state of sin, but God doesn't just strike us down. He shows us lots of grace, and a lot of that grace is letting us live longer uh, and possibly introducing us to his law and saying, hey, follow this. Mm -hmm. um, and then on top of that, offering his son himself to die for us, for our sins. And so anyway... As far as karma goes, God does not work that way. Right. And so uh, that's the psalmists ask several times, how long, God, how long will you sit back and let this happen? Right. You're letting evil people get away with evil things, and it's not fun. And you know what God's answer to that is, is it's in my time, not yours. Right. Okay. And it also know, helps that he knows everything. Yeah. And... Yeah. And so what, what, what I was going to say earlier, and I didn't really tangent, but I just forgot what I was going to say. Um, <clears throat> you know, when you do something bad, God doesn't just use instant karma against you and right. destroy you there on the spot. He can use that bad for good, which is the difference between God and karma. Mm -hmm. According to karma, what you do directly affects what happens to you. According to God, what you do does not directly affect what happens to you. 
because grace is involved, right. long suffering, patience. God will work right. with us a lot more than he needs to or even should, mm -hmm. but he does. And so oftentimes when you do something bad, when you do something wrong, when you do something evil, God can use that for your own good, oftentimes the good of others. Let's look at us, our salvation. You know? Our salvation is based on what? Uh, him. Okay. Yes. Him doing what for us? Oh, well, taking taking that sin on himself. Exactly. I mean, that's literally, I didn't know how deep you were going. How did so he waiting. do it, though? He put himself up on a cross. Who put him there? People they sinning won. against him. The people sinning against him was his method for our salvation. Yeah. I mean, try to figure that out with karma. It doesn't add that up. That doesn't work. Okay. So uh, God is uh, outside of karma. Karma is not a thing, y'all. I'm sorry. It's not. Um, it's just not. And so that's why God is constantly like, you know, pray for those who do, uh, do evil to you. Uh, pray for those who wrongfully use you. Um, and that's not to say, pray that you will, that they will continue in evilness, but he's just saying, you know, um, you know, don't just, don't just go over and it's and hard. No, it's away. not easy. It, you know? it's, it's this heart of grace. It's basically like, you know, God's basically saying, um, I do this for you every day, right? You use me for evil. We use God for evil. We do evil things against God. And God doesn't destroy us. And so he requires from us to do, you know, at least try to show some semblance of the grace that he shows us on a daily basis. Right, right. You know, uh, it's just, uh, it's the way he works. And so one question that is often brought up with God is... Well, let's, let's, take, let's take a break right there. Oh, okay, we'll, we'll be back. That is currently Stuart's mind. Boy. Y'all have to forgive me if I don't follow the same train of thought. <laughs> I had a question that I apparently asked in the last section, and then Brig was like, wait, hold that thought. We're going to take a break. I was like, oh, yeah. Well, then we talked about stuff, and uh, things happened, and didn't happen and it took a little while to load and then i was like okay we're ready to start and we're like where were we so he listened to the last section and was like so a question that's often asked about god is let's take a break oh yeah and so now i'm sitting here like what the heck was the question my train of thought derailed <laughs> but anyway so um I'm going to go with this. A question that is often asked about God is if he is so great and powerful, then why does he let good things, uh, what does he let bad things happen to good people? And that yes. is a big question. And uh, now you also have to say, like I've said many times, is that bad thing necessary? as really bad as you think it is? Well, first off, is it as bad as you think it is? But second off, um, because if it if good things come out of that, mm -hmm. then is it really that bad? Well, that's what I was going to say is that God will use those bad things for good. Okay, so like Joseph, the bad stuff that happened to him, God used it for good. He showed his power, saved all of Egypt, okay, from famine and disaster, at least as much as Egypt as we were talking about. Um, and then with Jesus, our salvation hinges on Jesus dying on the cross and being raised three days later. Jesus said that it was going to happen. What happened? Well, people came by and those people that Jesus died to save, killed him and put him on the cross. And you know what? The craziest thing about that was just, you know, Peter, when Peter was like, no, Lord, let it not be. That shall not happen to you. I won't let it happen. What did Jesus say to him? Get 
the behind me Satan. Now, was he calling Peter Satan? No. He was saying that Satan was using Peter and was behind Peter's words and did not want Jesus to die on the cross, mainly because if Peter doesn't want Jesus to die on the cross, that's one thing. Peter doesn't know d diddly squat at this point. If Satan doesn't want Jesus to die on the cross, that's because Satan doesn't want people to go to heaven. Satan doesn't want Jesus to intercede for people. Satan doesn't want, you know, good things to come to anybody. And so, um, you know, God's people would not be risen to glory. His people would die in their sins if it were not for Jesus dying on the cross. So I think that's a very good thing that comes from very evil. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, when Jesus is on the cross, what did he say? He says, Lord, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Uh, Which is kind of funny, because if they all realized exactly what they were doing, would they leave Jesus on the cross, or would they get him down? Um, And so, um, the fact of the matter is, God's time is not our time. Okay, God's plans are not our plans. And what we see when we see uh, a brother die, when we see uh, a child abandoned, when we see uh, sickness and pestilence come into the lives of what we thought were good people, what we do not see is what God is doing with and through that. We do not see a big picture. We just see our narrow view of what is going on in our immediate lives. And with that, I can say humans in general are terrible planners. We don't, we don't know. I have two things that just came to mind and should really be the forefront of what, if any, hearing exactly what Stuart just said, it should really be the first two things that everyone comes to mind. Sure. Moses left Aaron for how long? And they were already going to other gods. Like, oh my already, gosh. Yeah. How long? Like, we're not the greatest at planning big pictures. Also, no. we shouldn't be in charge of planning because guess what happened in the case of Jonah? Yeah. Jonah had, God had a big picture for Nana, but Jonah was like, nope, that is not what I, I want out. to happen. And God's been going, yeah, but you are the guy and they will come around, and, but I don't want it. Well, that's why you're not God, Jonah. Thank you. We've cleared this up. Now you're going to go in a whale for a couple of days. Right. We kind of you're going to go to Nineveh. Go do well, it. I don't want to go to Nineveh. Yeah. So we're not great at we're not great planners. We don't see the big and picture. And then Jonah was like, "Bye, yeah. I'm leaving." And God was like, "Go get a big fish." You had one job. You had one job, Jonah. But one, no, one job. And with you gotta that, do it. With that being the case. You know, I I think a lot of what we perceive, and, and and sometimes it is bad, bad, bad things that happen. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there are some, some things terrible things that happen. There's some things that happen that I, I I don't I don't have the ability or the God given you know insight to be able to say, well, this is I'm I'm not I'm not able to do that. I don't have that kind of insight. But what I can say, in my experience, when I have thought something bad has happened. It's not as bad on the flip side. What's going on now, it's bad, and it hurts, and it's not anything you want to be a part of. But five years from now, ten years from now, are you going to be better off? Yeah. Because the answer is oftentimes yes. Yeah. Because what we conceive as big problems are not so big. Yeah. And um... Now, when they are... I still believe God has a purpose, a reason, whether it's sanctification. Mm-hmm. Um, there's people that have had literal conversions over someone dying in front of them. Yeah. I, I, I know of someone, and this is this is one of those situations that to this day, I've met him once. I yeah. met him once, and he was the most timid individual I have ever met on the planet. I was having a conversation. I just remember the dynamic of this conversation. Um, I was standing there in a store, and I want to say it was a hardware store, but I don't remember. Uh, I was standing there talking to a guy, and I had brought up 
I don't know what brought this up. I don't. I, I, I remember certain things about this conversation. I feel like it's probably the important topics. I don't remember what brought the conversation up. But when I was a kid, I went to a daycare. And I remember one of the, like the, the person who owned the daycare, her son was much older than myself. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was really young, he was already almost a, a teenager, you know. And I remember sometime around the time I was getting to preteen age, um, he passed away in a car accident. It was a horrible car accident. It was everyone disobeyed the law mm-hmm. around a curve. People were trying to change lanes. People were in a hurry. One of the guys was intoxicated. Things happened that didn't need to happen. And he died. My, yeah. my, the, the, the preschool teacher's son. Yeah. Now that didn't necessarily affect me. My world was not changed. Yeah. I went to his funeral. I remember everything. He actually, we had, he went to the Joel Olstein church. So we went to. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, we, uh, yeah. So that was where the sermon. It wasn't Joel Olstein didn't do the sermon, but it was at that church. And yeah, she no longer is friends with me because I've told her some things about Joel Olstein. She just kind of deleted me from life. That guy but, is not a Christian. But what I found very interesting is I, I was having this conversation with three people at a store and somebody saw a newspaper and it was like four years or whatever since so-and-so massive car accident happened well i was standing in line the guy next to me just got ghost white like i have never seen someone get truly ghost white because i just made the comment that oh i knew him you know he was he was the kid that i hung around with when i was in preschool and the guy just boom ghost white that man who was not a Christian at the time became a Christian because of that, because he was the drunk driver. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Now that was a very bad thing. It affected everyone in our town. Yeah. Everyone knew him. Yeah. Connie's daycare was a big thing. Yeah. And so that's what I was saying earlier. We don't see the big picture. We see all the turmoil, the, the, you know, the terrible feelings and the, the, the gore. And so we're like, God, why, why? And God was like, Hey, look, I never promised you. God, by the way, has never promised that no suffering will happen ever. Nope. Have you ever read the Bible? There's a lot of suffering. suffering. All the disciples save maybe one or two died like badly, like on crosses and stuff. Not pleasant. Okay, so God has never promised no suffering. Okay, but what God does promise is eternal salvation, which, you know, eternal salvation, we we can't comprehend eternal, okay? So eternal, eternal is a long time, okay? Kind of like forever. Kind of like forever, yeah. And so what we can comprehend is maybe 75 to 100 years max okay people have lived longer a lot longer but here now today we can only comprehend 75 to 100 you know maybe plus a couple of years max and that's it um but eternity is a freaking long time i mean two thousand years ago is when jesus walked the earth Okay, uh, let's say, was it maybe 4,000, 4,500 years ago, supposedly, is when Moses was on the earth. Okay, so it doesn't take a, doesn't take that many thousand years ago before, you know, people that are in history books are walking the earth, okay? Um, I don't know how many more thousands of years this earth is going to be around, but what I can say is, is... A hundred years is nothing to eternity. Absolutely nothing. Nada. Zip, zilt. And so God's talking about, you know, you might be suffering, but for an itty little bit of time compared to the vast majority of time that you could be spending in eternity um, or will be spending in eternity, but um, 
you know, whether you're gods or not determines whether you're going to be in, you know, the, the nice happy place, the big house, golden streets and all that jazz, or um, playing the jailhouse rock down in uh, hell. Um, so uh, anyway, you know, suffering is, it looks terrible here on earth, but really it's minuscule. And when somebody dies in Christ, you know, we're all torn up about it, but oh my goodness, they don't want to come back y'all because they now in heaven and they have a new body and they live in it up and they don't want to come back. Okay. Now, I uh, cannot say the same for somebody who does not die in Christ. If somebody does not die in Christ, they're going to be wishing they did things a little bit different. Um, but all that to say, um, God gives us his uh, law and he gives us his word and he gives us access. So if we, um, you know, if we are... Uh, if we are in Christ, if we do things in Christ, then we get we get that eternity, okay? We get that good eternity. We don't have to worry about the hell and damnation and all that jazz. Um, so I found this on, this is answersingenesis.org about suffering. Why did God allow bad things to happen? Uh, there's a lot of stuff here, and there's some really good stuff. Let me just give you a little scripture here. It's pretty good. Jesus tells us we will face trouble in the world, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. By the way, y'all, uh, there's a lot of good, quote-unquote, I won't, I won't even say quote-unquote. I'll say good Christian people. I was going to say quote-unquote, talking about people before Christ, but those are still technically Christians. They just didn't quite know it as that name yet. Right. Um, but there was a lot of Christians uh, before and after Christ who died in some terrible ways. Okay, really bad ways. Um, and, you know, that's not outside of the realm of things that happen to good people. Um, and so just because you're a good person doesn't mean that you will leave a good, lead a good life. And when I say good, I mean healthy, wealthy, um, happy. You'll live a joyful life because you have that eternal joy in Christ. But um, God doesn't promise all those good things. But Jesus tells us we will face trouble in this world. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. That's John 16, 33. And Paul through the Holy Spirit, gives us, gives us a promise of God to all believers. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So, y'all, if y'all are, like I said, in Christ, everything's going to happen for good. Even if, you're, you know, if your mom dies, if your dog dies, if you get hit by a car, God will use that for good. And, okay, so you're like, okay, that's, you know, that's terrible. Why would God do that? Okay, well, first off, God's not above inflicting pain. Have you read the Bible? I was about to say, all God of has history. known all that stuff was happening. Even the people that praised God to high heaven suffered in the Bible. Okay, this is God's word. Okay, so if even good people in the Bible suffer then, you know, even if God's people are suffering, then that tells me that this life is not, a life of with God is not necessarily about not suffering, okay? That could potentially be part of it. Um, but anyway, let's see. It isn't promised that we will understand why God didn't stop some tragedy from striking. Quote, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, like we said before, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Isaiah 55, 8-9. Uh, but what is promised is that God will ultimately work all things good uh, for believers. All right, so this is their ultimate answer. This is AnswersInGenesis.org, and we'll probably add to it or talk about it a little bit. Um, as Christians, we have the answer that a hurting world needs. 
Next time you're approach, uh, approached by a person who's hurting due to illness, death, circumstances, or a natural disaster, point them to God's word. Show them how death and suffering are the punishment for sin, but how Jesus Christ provided the solution to that problem when he died on his cross on his cross and rose again. Because of Christ, we have hope for now and eternity. So there, that's a freaking good answer that unfortunately a lot of people are not going to buy, but that's, you know, that's their problem. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a really good answer. So, um, you know, what, why me, why are these hap- things happening for me to me? You know, what, what, what did I do to deserve this? That question was asked of Jesus, wasn't it? You know, there was a boy that was born blind and they were like, Jesus, what did this, what did this boy's parents or what did this boy do to deserve being born blind? Right. You know? And Jesus is like, it's not the parents or the boy. It's me showing my power. Nope, you can see again. Oh. Oh, okay. Now God chooses to use his powers, you know, sometimes. And sometimes he chooses to just sit back and like, you know, not do anything. That's mm-hmm. up to him. It really is. Um so uh, we had gone through a big study about Job, and Job had a lot of freaking bad things happen to him, y'all. And I and they were all for good. Yeah, they were all for good. If um, they weren't teaching him lessons, they were teaching someone else a lesson. And, and you have to think about it. And this is something that I have to think about, and it's not easy. But mistakes that you make, other people can learn from. Bad things that happen to you other people can learn from. So it's not going to be maybe something that affects you, but it may be something that happens to you that affects someone else. And that's important. And right there, we need to take one quick obscene profit break. We'll we'll be be right right back. All right. All right. We're back. Um, so, like I said, Job has kind of a monopoly on bad things happening to him. He's got it down pat. And he asks God, he's like, God, why? And you know what? God eventually is like, who do you think you are? And I will say right here, this is actually really important. And I think a lot of people undermine the importance of this because I think it's I think in most in most conversations, lessons, teachings about Job, this is kind of one of those things that's taken for granted and left untalked about. Yeah. It's the fact that Job did not have the best choice in friends. No. He had a he had the choice of wordy friends. They surely had a lot to say. <laughs> they were very opinionated, but yes. they're they're their teachings were not wisdom. He had one that just like came in and was very wise. And the rest of them were like, yeah, you, you're, you listen to him. You're going down the wrong way. And I think that is one thing, excuse me. So I I think that's one thing that we really have to think about. And, and there's, there's something that my brother told me years ago. He, he read a book. I actually have the book now, so I'm actually going to read it, but there's a philosophy out there that you are a combination of the people you hang around the most, Mm -hmm. the five people you hang around the most. Yeah. So the point I'm trying to make is hanging around or having influence of Christian people. This goes really strong into my belief of accountability partners, Mm -hmm. hanging around those people and having those people influence who you are on a daily basis and, and this goes to like, I can, I can say I am not a positive person. Like positivity, I have to work for that. Yeah. Stuart is the opposite. Like Stuart, it, it's kind of actually kind of hard to get you down, which is. I, I can be down. I can you be You can be down, down really but it's can. one of those things that it's not a common thing. So when you're down, I know you're down. Like it's very easy for me to pick up on. It's true. It's you're true. normally down, very you upbeat. Yeah. And I can feed off of that because yeah. I'm normally not. I'm normally just like, um, you know, that's that's my daily life. No, I'm not happy about that. That's just who I am. Mm-hmm. And so I try to gravitate towards positivity because I need that yeah. because it's something I am lacking in, and I know that. 
Now that's not saying I want to drag everybody down. I don't, I, I kind of latch out. So, you know, Stuart will be coming in on days where I'm obviously down and he's like, yeah, you know, Mr. Upbeat. And at first I'm like, yeah, I don't need that. And then after a couple minutes, I'm like, actually, or actually, that, I that is what I yeah. need. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you. And, and so I feel like that's important in your walk. And I, I think that helps answer a little bit of, it kind of goes in with what we're saying of why does God let bad things happen mm-hmm. is you learn who those people are mm-hmm. because Job learned who those people were by them trying to give him what I would say false wisdoms. Yeah. And some of the things that I, and I know we mentioned this when we were going through Job, some of the things that were mentioned were good wisdoms, not for this circumstance. Yeah. So they weren't bad wisdoms. They just weren't they were fitting for this. They were misplaced wisdoms. wisdoms. They were, they were. And so what you, what I think, and I, and, and I try to do on a regular basis is surround myself with people who I know are like-minded and can, carry that same you know thought process through because here's here's the the simple fact about me half the people that i know as friends you got to think i would have never met todd mahaffey and actually cared enough to carry on a conversation with him if i hadn't have been you know divorced and had nothing else to or going through my divorce having nothing else to do before work and that's how i came to y'all's prayer breakfast yeah and that's how i met todd because todd and i would stay for three hours after prayer breakfast and talk at his truck that's so that's how i met todd i would have never known todd if the bad things hadn't have happened to me yeah i would have never been close with your family if the bad things hadn't have happened to me it's true i would have never known who neil was yep. if the bad things hadn't have happened to me yeah. so when you look at what you have to kind of get through the bad things mm-hmm. before you understand god does have that purpose and that purpose in my opinion is sanctification it yeah, really it is really is it's combing it really you down is. it's saying you know, I know, you know, I was I was not on the page with God. Me and God were not good friends. In fact, I just kind of used I, I've said in I think the the last episode, I use God as a pocket God. Yep. That was that was my you know, I'll I'll call you when I need you, you know, mm-hmm. genie in the bottle kind of thing. Like that's that's I could really use you yeah, right now. Yeah, let's do this, you know, start rubbing your bottle, you know. Yep. Um that's the way I looked at God, and that's not the way it should be. Now yep. I didn't know that until after everything happened and it was so bad that I was like, you know what? I think I might need you more than just now. Like maybe can we do tomorrow too? Can we, can we do the day after? Is that okay? You know, I had to learn all that because even though I was raised in church, all of that, it never, it was always a duty. It wasn't a, a relationship. And so, and I think there is a difference. And I think a lot of Christians struggle with that difference is you feel like, especially, and, I, and I'd say people probably understand what I'm saying more if you're raised in a Christian faith. Yeah. Go to church every every Sunday. You're there from the time you're a toddler. It's more of a duty to you until it's not. Mm-hmm. Whereas someone who has some sort of dramatic circumstance and they're just hoisted into the faith, mm-hmm. that's different because you're you're just here. And a lot of times it's because you wanted to be here. And so you didn't have that that bridge to gap or that, that that gap to bridge between it's now a duty and it's I really do need this. And there is, I think, for a lot of those Christians, that's where you can you can start to understand when you bridge those gaps. And there's several of them in, in the Christian faith. When you start to bridge those gaps, you start to be able to, in your mind, see this. And, and I read this in a book once. It's a God mind. Mm. See this in the God mind. In the God mind. See it as God. You can see it in a way that like, and that's how I try to think about things like, okay, God, what am I learning here? Like, what do you want me to learn? Because obviously I'm not learning it because I've been through this situation once before and I I didn't get what, what was needed to be understood. So maybe you should just like hit me over the head with a two by four. Like, let's get it this time because I'm not, I'm not feeling like this is a good situation to be in. And that is a different situation than like, you know, major death in the family, something like that. Why is that bad? You know, that's a little different, but at the same time, you can still look at that from the God mind and have that understanding that, okay, first off, it takes, it takes, in my opinion, three things. First off, you have to trust God Mm -hmm. because if you don't trust God, you're never going to be able to understand that he has a plan. That's right. Um, If you're not able to actually have a relationship with God, where on a daily basis, you are relying on him to provide for you. Yeah. You're not going to understand that through this bad time, he is still providing for you. Yep. 
He's still doing it. You still have food. You still have clothing. You still have water. You still have power. You're still alive. You're still alive. You're still here. And then the third thing is that lesson because there's a lesson here. And you have to learn it on your own. It's not something that anyone can tell you. This is exactly what you need to do, and you're going to be golden. Nobody has those answers except God. That's why you have to kind of look at it from God's God's mind, God's mindset of where, what do you want me to learn? Because there's a lesson here, you know. Yeah. Don't think that the people, you know, and, and this is this is probably going to be a little a little maybe graphic for some people, but don't think that the husbands and wives of people who were begging for God to save their spouses mm -hmm. during the fall of the Twin Towers didn't think there was a reason. Yeah. Didn't think there was an understanding. Yeah. Do they know the reason or understanding now? I'm not them. I don't know. But what I can say is every situation that is as bad as it is has a God outcome. Yeah, it's true. It has a pro and it's not for you to know. You're not Jonah. Yeah. Or you are Jonah and you're not God. That's the way I meant to say that. Mm -hmm. It came out, it came out the wrong way. We all want to be God, but we're all just Jonas. Yeah, we are all just Jonas. My aunt said it once as she goes, we're all just ants in the world of God. Because if you were any bigger, the power be, would be too great <laughs> for you. Which is interesting because God sees all of us on an individual level. And so he's taking care of us, even though we are pretty small. Exactly. But God is taking care of us. And so, you know... Like we began with, the reason that God still allows for all this bad stuff to happen is, you know, sin. That's it. It's sin. And even, that's kind of our doing, too. Even good people, good people, God allows bad things to happen with, or to, to. is because of sin. Right. You know, as soon as, uh, when we have sin in our lives, that is an apartness from God. And so, think about it. God is an eternal being. And for an eternal being, it doesn't matter how big that sin is. Any sin is, uh, you Mind, know, monumental. is grounds is grounds for damnation. Yeah, any sin is because God is so freaking perfect. Right. So any sin, it doesn't matter how small it is, is grounds for damnation. And so when we sin, it's like, okay, well, I could you know, send you to hell forever. And so the hurt and the pain that you get in this life is nothing compared to either the majestic afterlife with God or the damnation in hell afterwards. Neither, either way, whatever little pain you have in your life, regardless of how bad it is, which it could get pretty bad, you know, torture is the thing. Regardless of how bad it is, it's still nothing compared to what's going to happen to you eternally. Um, and so uh, that's why, you know, God allows for, for, for pain and suffering. And that's honestly comforting because if I had a God that was like, hey, you will get no pain and you'll get no suffering in this life because I am God and you worship me and everything good will come out of it. If God was like that, then I'd be sitting here asking for a new one just because I am suffering. There is pain. There is unfortunate here in this life. And God is wrong, which is why God never promised that because he's like, hey, guys, there is pain. There is suffering. But I am God and I will see you through. And I will use it, believe it or not, for good. Believe it or not, he can use it for good. Just like Joseph said, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. Um, and so uh, there's a lot of questions. Huh? Unfortunately, we don't have that much time. Uh, but there's a lot of questions further that we could ask, like uh, what about babies? Uh, stuff like that. You know, um, uh, People who are unborn, what happens to them? Uh, why does God allow that? Uh, do they go to heaven or hell? We might need to actually talk a little bit more about that later, uh, but we do not have time for that today. And so uh, I do encourage you to look it up, 
see if you can find some answers and uh, we may breach uh, broach this topic again we may not uh, but regardless uh, the answer is still the same there is there is uh, hurt and pain in this world and God allows it because of I believe sin that's my Texans take on it that is that uh, if is you, if you come same. to a different answer let us know uh, we do not uh, I don't know about Brig. But I'm not the Holy Spirit, and so I am not either. <laughs> and so, very uh, far from uh, we it. do not have the final say on any of this. Um, but uh, anyway, we hope this is interesting. We hope that you're um, uh, maybe you had some questions about it that were answered. Maybe you have some answers that we didn't say anything about, and you're like, "Come on, guys! Oh my gosh! Why didn't you bring up blah 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 blah? Why didn't you talk about that and then answer it this way?" Well, yep. Um, I don't know about Brig, but like I said, I ain't perfect. <laughs> Not me. So anyway, well, we hope it was an interesting topic regardless. We hope we answered some questions and, uh, keep, keep, uh, keep following us. Uh, yeah. Give us, uh, give us a little bit of feedback. Uh, we're on feedback both Instagram and Facebook. That's so, right. Ask uh, us the big questions and, and if you have a question, we'll probably talk about it. If you have a question that you'd like us to cover. Yeah, uh, that is something that we we really are on board for, and you know we're we're available on Facebook and Instagram. Just shoot us a message, and we'll be we'll be happy to cover those topics. That's right, that's right. And you know that it's not it, it might be us covering it, but we're going to do a little research. We'll look in the Bible, see what yeah, God says, because that's where we want to answer it from. Deep dives. Well, Very Stuart, dives. would you uh, pray us out? Sure, let's pray. Great God in heaven, we love you, we praise you, and we thank you for your word, and we thank you for your truth. And we thank you, Lord, for eternal salvation. Uh, Lord, you do not promise a, uh, a happy and clean life, uh, free of uh, pains, aches, and stuff. Uh, Lord, even as we get older, we still get these aches and pains, and we still suffer, even just in age, um, even with nobody doing anything necessarily against us. But Lord, we do look forward uh, to your everlasting salvation. We look forward to a new body that you do promise. And so, Lord, we thank you for your promises. We rest on your promises. We hope in your promises. We have a hope because of your promises and because of what, have you already, what you've already done for us. And uh, Lord, I pray that you would magnify your holy name through this podcast. Uh, we uh, ask forgiveness for... Uh, the answers that we should have given and the questions that we should have raised. And uh, we're not perfect, Lord, but we pray that you would uh, use this podcast, use the Texans take to further your kingdom if it pleases you. And I pray that you would um, uh, at least expand the minds of our listeners a little bit through our discussions here. And I pray that you would bless us this day. And it is in Christ's name that we come before you and pray. Amen. Amen. And with that... Adios. Adios.